I'm Darren. I'm Derek. And this, this is, is the Double D Podcast. Podcast. Another interview. An all right one. Two weeks in a row. Three weeks in a row of VOTB content. Two weeks in a row of interviews. Last week, Sergeant Bed- Ledbetter was on the podcast. Yeah. And made a huge announcement. Denim, I hope you've answered by now. Uh, I don't know, as of this moment, we're recording this, whether or not you've answered, but I hope you did. Um, I'm very looking, much looking forward to that match if it does take place. Yes. However, this week, we have someone else who the fans absolutely love. You know, Sergeant mm-hmm. Ledbetter is a huge fan favorite. People love Sergeant Ledbetter. Every time he comes out, people cheer for him. People go, ooh, Sergeant Ledbetter. Sergeant Ledbetter. Sergeant <laughs> what? <laughs> so we have another fan favorite this week. Someone who, when he comes out, the fans respect. They stand up. They clap for him. They cheer for him. They like him. They root him on. They want him to win. It is the one, the only, it's Carson Drake. A.K.A. Twinkie Lover. Carson Bartholomew Drake, the Golden State God. The Golden if you State would, Boy. If you would want to call him that. He had a problem with us a couple of weeks ago because of our coverage of the podcast. Uh, that's, it's two weeks in a row now that we've had guests on that have, did not like our coverage, which, to be fair... This is what happens when you get into the journalism game. Yeah. You know, you get called fake news or whatever. You get called all these things. You just got to keep pushing, moving forward. So we invite these people on. Carson Drake called us out. We wanted him on. Sergeant Ledbetter demanded that we let him on, but we could have said no. We were nice enough. We let him Shut on. Shut it down. So now we have Carson Drake. Now, if you're a Battle on the Border fan, then you know who Carson Drake is. It, oh, I think everybody knows who that loud mouth, blonde headed oh, boy is. It's really nice that you're talking like this now. Where was this on the podcast? It's coming to my head. (laughs) Well, anyway, he had a problem with our coverage because we said that he was overweight for his match, which is actually just a fact. And it's very accurate. He will explain that later on. But he said we we covered that. You said he was fat. Yeah, and he is. Uh, He threatened us with a lawyer. I'm still waiting for that message. We, he uh, threatened us with a lawyer, so that, and we go into that in the podcast. Don't worry, we did not forget about that. We do ask Ooh. hard-hitting questions during this, and uh, I'm very excited. This was a big one for me in all reality, just being completely honest with you guys for a second. This is a, probably my the one I look forward to the most. Uh, we actually set a goal. This is no joke when we started. Yes. When we started doing interviews, we said that our goal is to eventually interview Carson Drake. I, we should have mentioned this on the podcast with him but we said eventually that we wanted to work towards Carson Drake that was when we thought oh if we can interview him and we've made we've made it we've done something nice right and now look at us now look at us who would have thought yeah yeah I ain't gonna say what I was about to say <laughs> it's so damn mean so the good thing is like I said you get to hear about Carson Drake you get to hear his, him talk about uh, his career and on the border his whole career in general um amazing ego well, yeah, unfortunately, listen, if you're not a fan of Carson Drake, you should still watch this one because it'll give you even more reason to hate him. Oh, yeah. Uh, he doesn't make himself uh, very likable in this one if you already hate him. My dad was here. He's gone now. He was here to do the he, – he said, I'm here for Carson Drake and then dipped. Did not want to stick around for the intro. But it was very good. I'm excited for you guys to watch it, and uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Don't forget, September 17th. Yes. Cleaves. At River's Edge. Is that what it's called? Yes. I finally got it right. River's Edge. At River's Edge Indoor Sports Facility in Cleves, Ohio, September 17th. It is BOTV's Armageddon. Yes. We will be there. Sergeant Ledbetter and possibly Denim will be there. IPA will be there. Yeah. Bad Dudes, Franchise Players. We'll be Jayden there. Jaden Jett. What was the other ones that we did? There was one more. Uh, oh, Shogun and, Cra- Shogun and Craven. Shogun and Craven. Those are the ones that we know as of now. By the time this is released, there might be more matches that are announced. But as of now, that's all we know. 
So make sure you're there. You can buy your ticket links at BOTB's Facebook page, which is Battle on the Border Pro Wrestling. You can also follow them on Instagram, which is Battle on the Border Pro Wrestling. Um, same with Twitter, although they're most active on Facebook. There was a QR code shared on the BOTB Brigade that you can also get your tickets on. That you can use, too. And make sure you get your tickets as fast as possible because they will sell out. I already purchased mine. I have not. I am a no. hypocrite. Get your tickets as fast as possible because they will sell out. <laughs> uh, I put things off. If anybody knows me personally, I put things off very it's, – it's a bad habit. Um, when I'm not front row, uh, I can only have myself to blame. Fair enough. You can follow us. First off, the first thing you can do is you can like, comment, and subscribe and hit the notification bell. So when interviews like this come out in the future, you will be the first to click on it. You can also follow us on Spotify. If you type in, go to Spotify right now. You type in Double D Podcast. It probably won't show up. I'm going to be honest with you. But I share the link every single week to our audio versions. Go and listen to them while you're working out, while you're trying to get shredded like Carson Drake, right? When you're when you're working, when you're at work and you're wishing you were Carson Drake, you can you can do the twirling them Twinkies. You can listen to it then, and uh, you can listen to it at work, wherever. And then give us a five-star rating. You can also hit the notification bell there so you get a notification when we uh, put our audio up, which always comes out first, by the way. That's why we do that. So if you want to get early access, technically, the best early access is just listening to our audio on Spotify. You can also follow me at Twitter, DJDub00. Me and Carson have 00 in our Twitter for the same reason. Stick around to find out why. The double D, D double underscore D underscore podcast is our Instagram. The double D podcast one is our TikTok. And if you just love me, add my snap, Darren, one, one, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Also, we have an email, the double D podcast, one, two, three, at gmail.com. And don't forget our Facebook page, the double D podcast and crew. I, sh- I share just about every video. I still have yet to share this one on the last one. The other one, I still waited. I need to share another video, but I do share videos. I do comment on Battle on the Border issues with the Facebook page. So I was going to say, we promote our social media all the time, and then I'm the worst when it comes to posting on social media. But I share this. I, sh- I share Facebook nice. That's good. I get the Facebook word out there, but that's it. <laughs> so I need to get better. I will try to be better. On Twitter, I at least do twi- tweet, dur- tw- Twitter. tweet. I tweet during I tweet during AEW uh, on Wednesdays. So if you like AEW, you can, you can hear my opinions there. Uh, but that's really bad. irrelevant. No, excuse me. <laughs> no, but also don't forget my DJ service. Darren's DJ service. 812-212-1675. And now to the interview with Carson Drake, the Golden State God, the Twinkie lover. Hey guys, this is Darren here, soon to be known as DJD. If you need a DJ for any type of wedding events, parties, even private parties at your own home, you can call me at 812-212-1675 or email the Double D Podcast, which is double d podcast one two three at gmail.com i also have a personal pod or personal email it is darren.schneider94 at gmail.com give us a holler and let us make your night very special whether it's a wedding or a private party or a even a party at your own residence i mean you don't have to have a super huge crew i mean we've got six wonderful speakers and they will make a world of difference in any party party atmosphere so give us a call 812-212-1675 thank you 
And go ahead and introduce yourself. <laughs> it's me, the Golden State God, Carson Drake, the greatest professional wrestler in the world today. The greatest sports athlete in the world today, honestly. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Uh, well, so first thing right off the bat, I wanted to, to just address this because it was something I seen on your Facebook page. You were a little upset with our uh, with our last uh, podcast that we did when we reviewed uh, Morris Hill Mayhem. So can we just address that real quick? Uh, yeah, you... yeah. So first off, first off, which which one of you was it that called me fat? Me, Darren. Okay. So first things first. As you can clearly see in every single photo and every single video that has been filmed of that event, I look chiseled, made of stone, Chris Masters light. You know what I'm talking about? There is not a single piece of fat on this body. And then on the other comment about being overweight in the zero gravity tournament, which you have to be under 200 pounds. Yes. Clearly Rick Toms is an idiot. And got his numbers mixed up because what I put in was 197 pounds. Anybody would know that. My lawyer, Vince Slades, would know that considering we did a live weigh in. Mm. Okay. I mean, I don't think it's – I mean, Rick Toms doesn't seem like – he's pretty professional. It doesn't seem like the kind of guy to get his – and 220 and 197. It's a big it's a jump there. Difference. He, he has a ponytail. He doesn't know what he's <laughs> talking about. All right. That's... So what clearly happened is what I was telling him was when he came up to me and asked me about my weight, as I said, 197 pounds. And he obviously probably heard Justin Xavier talking about his weight. I mean, Justin's what, 220, 230 pounds? Justin's a buck 30 on a good day. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that was – I don't think that was who he got it confused with. Um, maybe Rick himself, maybe. But, you know, maybe he's got some muscle under that – that tuxedo shirt he wears, you know, maybe he's got, maybe he's ripped. He's chiseled down there too. Yeah. I'll give it to slick Rick. I'll give it to slick Rick. I wouldn't be surprised if he pulled down that tuxedo suit. <laughs> well, well, I'm glad that we were able to get that out of the way because I didn't want that to interfere with the rest of the interview or working forward. Oh, I also wanted to, to mention. What I can promise is that the next battle on the border show after September 17th, I will be doing a live weigh in. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. With a scale, I will be showing everybody that I am under the weight limit. I am 6'1", and at the moment, I might be 230 pounds, but come day of, right. I'll be of weight. That's all you need to know. Right, that, yeah, that, that's very important. Um, I wanted to, we didn't introduce you to, my dad's here. He's a huge fan of yours, so he has a question to ask. Yeah, from day like, from day one, like, you're the guy that I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to follow and I'm going to find out what you're all about. But I do have a question for you. If you lost that much weight, how did you do that? How, how did I do what? How did you lose all that weight to get to the weight limit? <laughs> so in high school, in Marina High School, the greatest high school on the planet, Huntington Beach, California, you see I was on the wrestling team, and my coach once taught us that if you need to lose weight, you just pop on a trash bag, do a couple reps, run a couple miles. I mean, me and my tag partner, Chris Allen, currently Tennessee championship tag team champions go for bike rides, 50 mile bike rides every day. We're like Hercules, but better. You pop on a little trash bag, you drop some of that water weight. Okay. Okay. So if you're so chiseled, how do you drop the water weight so fast? 
That'd be my question. Well, he just said it. Were yeah. you listening? Yeah, but fat does, or muscle doesn't burn. Fat does. Don't listen to this guy. Don't listen. <laughs> I clearly just talked about water weight. This man's clearly never had a sip of water in his life. All right. So I'm glad, like I said, I'm glad we got that out of the way. I didn't want that to interfere with the interview. So with that being said, if you guys have watched past episodes of this, you know that we usually start with the first question of what was it that got you into professional wrestling to begin with, as far as from a fan standpoint. So from a young age, once I, you know, being from Huntington Beach, as everyone knows, Motley Crue's from L.A. You guys know who Motley Crue is? Absolutely. Yeah. Number one goal in life, it was just to be a superstar. I wanted to be on the road, be in planes, be in cars, partying every day. So what's the next best choice to music? I mean, I am an amazing musician. What do you play? Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But at, uh, at 12 years old, I discovered my love for professional wrestling. And ever since then, I scrapped the music, the music, the uh, musical ideas, any thoughts of being a musician. Moved to Kentucky from California straight out of high school to go to OVW, then moved up into Cincinnati, Ohio. And uh, ever since, I've taken over the, uh, taken over the tri-state area, been to New Mexico, been to Wisconsin, been to Tennessee been to North Kakalaki, South Kakalaki, wrestled in California, wrestled in Indiana, Ohio, pretty much anywhere you can name. That's, a, that's an impressive track record. Going yeah. back though, to what you said, you said you played an instrument or you had some, you, did you play an instrument? What did you, what did you play? I played, the, <laughs> I played the drums. Of course. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Yeah, I should have thought about that one. <laughs> <laughs> So what's been your favorite uh, place that you've wrestled in your career so far? Not necessarily a company, just like your uh, favorite state, favorite place that you've been, your travels. Oh, uh, on, a, on a serious note, yeah. I did uh, the Squared Circle Expo a few months ago. I wrestled with Crazy Steve. Oh, and uh, wrestling, wrestling an Impact Superstar was definitely something that I had, I had to work towards. And then just being backstage with, you know, greats like Nick Aldis, Zach Ryder, well, Matt Cardona, mm -hmm. that definitely, uh, that definitely peaked up the years, peaked, perked up the career of Carson Drake. Okay. But I would have to say Squared Circle Expo versus uh, Crazy Steve. No, that definitely makes sense. That's that's pretty that's pretty awesome. So, growing up, were you uh were you a WWE fan? Did you lean towards that? I was more of a, I was more of a WCW guy. Uh, the greats I look up towards are you know Jeff Jarrett, Ric Flair. Yeah, of course. Yeah, get a little get a little Lex Luger in there sometimes. So is that, or who would you say is your biggest influence in your career? Is it one of those guys or all three of them? Or? Uh, Jeff Jarrett, Arn Anderson, probably. Uh, those are good. Yeah. Um, so when did you, so you said you decided to become a pro wrestler straight out of high school and you moved to Kentucky to be a part of OVW. What was that experience like? That was, uh, I was 18, had about, uh, probably had about 50 bucks in the pocket. Moved out towards uh, moved out towards Kentucky with no family out here. Bought a car, got got a little place down in Louisville. Then uh, slowly over time, just 
as fate would have it, moved up towards Cincinnati, met a, met a training school called Ascend Pro Wrestling. I'm sure you guys have heard of that. Yep. And uh, ever since then, things have just uh, gotten on a roll. I've probably been working about three to four shows weekly every single week. That is, a, that is a tough work schedule right there, three to four times. Yeah, that takes a long toll on your body. It, it, it does. It does. But let me tell you something. Once I moved up to uh, to Kentucky, I got my NASM certification. I'm sure your co-host has no clue what that is. <laughs> Personal training certification. Started when I won, uh, won state medals in Kentucky in powerlifting with the USPA. I'm sure you know he has no idea what that is. You either. don't look like it. <laughs> I'm sorry for the disrespect. It's unbelievable. You're going to make them leave. You're going to make them hang up on us. It's 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 fine. I'm used to the disrespect from ignorant people, but that's what you have to take it as. <laughs> yeah, all right, right, right. Carson, it's just like remember... the earth is flat. Just remember, <laughs> as many people who say they dislike you, to dislike you, they have to like you. Exactly. Everyone loves me. <laughs> well, I'm not sure about that. I've I've been to a couple of these battle on the border things. There's a little girl there with pink hair who really just she just rides you something fierce. You come right back with her. I mean, you come right back at her, so it's all good. But like I said, to oh, to dislike you, they're gonna have to like you first, and then learn to dislike you as a as a rule breaker. Now, I'm a rule. Uh, I, people who break rules, I'm all about that. Go ahead and do it. Be the dirtiest player in the game if that's what you want to be. I have no problem with any of that. I'm not the dirtiest player. I have never cheated in a single match. Bullshit. Hey, no, what I'm, what I'm, I'm not saying that you did. What I'm saying, though, is if you want to be like. Who, who said bullshit? <laughs> Go host. I want one. I want to see one time where the referee has disqualified me for cheating in any match. You should have been in the last one. I. But I wasn't. So therefore, did I cheat? If, if a bear shits in the woods and no one was there to see it, did he do it? <laughs> oh, yes, yeah, so we just talked to Sergeant Ledbetter last <laughs> week. This is point. exactly the same <laughs> thing the he same said. Thing. <laughs> you got to learn when you're talking to these people. They don't think the way we do. You know what I mean? Sar Sergeant Ledbetter, a man who was one of my trainers at, at uh, Ascend Pro Wrestling, taught me everything he knew. Yeah, you see, if the referee doesn't see it, then it did, did, didn't happen. Right. I don't care what the fans think. They don't judge my payday. They don't judge what I do in the match. Damn straight. That's what I was talking about right there. Do whatever it takes to win. It doesn't matter. As long as you do whatever it takes to win and you put on a great match, that's all that matters. If you got the fans. Like when I wrestled IPA at the last Battle on the Border show, sure, the fans loved them. But who ended up winning the match? That is, I mean, Point. That is a, with a weight <laughs> advantage. Who, but, ended up, who ended up continuing on in the Zero Gravity Tournament, David? That, that is very, that is very yeah. true. I mean, you can't argue that. You can't argue that. Although, like I said, it is a little... In you know. Tennessee, with, with Hey Allen, who, who are the new tag team champions? Oh, it's me and Allen. Did we cheat? <laughs> I mean, I... I'm not a cheater. If I cheated one time, that doesn't make me a cheater. You know, just because I cut hair one time doesn't make me a barber. I have tried to tell my girlfriend this. I try to tell fans this. So the fans don't get in your head at all when you go to these shows and they're and they're yelling at you. Doesn't get in your head at all. You never think about it. Absolutely not. In fact, I'm probably living in their heads rent free. 
probably that's true. true. That is very true. Because I'm the only guy at this last show that had the Carson Drake sign. So now all these fools, they'll boo me and they'll say they hate me. I've even had kids spit on me, children oh spit on me, but then they'll buy my merchandise. Yeah, I don't know they'll, who. They'll who buy would, a ticket to see me win. I don't know who would buy any of your merchandise. That would be ridiculous to thing to do. No, I have the. Let me tell you something. <laughs> any of it? You know, you got IPA selling koozies. That's nice and fine. Yeah. You got Savion selling Savion section T-shirts. That's not even a real section. What people need to be buying are Carson Drake bandanas, Carson Drake ascots, and they're at affordable prices of five to ten dollars per bandana. That is pretty affordable. Where's your koozie? You've got, would, you, you've got Carson you? Drake t-shirts on pwts.com slash Carson Drake. You got Hey Allen merchandise on prowrestlingtees.com slash Hey Allen. Well, see, there you go. I'm I I am i am gonna I'm gonna break the news. I I was originally gonna tell you I wasn't gonna tell you this. I'm actually wearing one of your shirts right now. I'm wearing the I hate Carson Drake shirt right now. You're wearing what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know. It just it just happened to be my favorite shirt of the of the moment. Sorry, we got a little bit of a commotion back there. <laughs> but yeah, it happened to be my favorite shirt. You know, you have a lot of great shirts on there. So make sure you go and buy some after to finish this video. Uh, well, let's talk about your career so far in Battle on the Border. How did you get to Battle on the Border? What was that like to get your foot in? How's that been? Since I've been at Battle on the Border, the first the first match I ever had there was against that absolute mongoloid hooks. No, that's, well, we have a, we have a fan. It's actually funny. Darren is a huge fan of hooks. Very so, uh, huge fan I of bet, hooks. I bet he is. I <laughs> bet he is. Let me, let me ask you something, Darren. What? what? What takes more talent? A stalling suplex and a beautiful knee drop to the dome or throwing, or throwing a pallet of wood at somebody like a monkey throws its own feces? <laughs> uh, Getting a pallet of wood thrown at you. I, uh, <laughs> that's what, what you, it is. I should be. I should take over as co-host of this podcast. Hey, listen, anytime. Well, oh, I, you can't have that place, Darren. We'll I am. We'll talk the about podcast. We'll talk about that after. Now, but not only did he cheat during our match and hit me with a chair, oh, it was man. yeah, it was a hardcore match. But I specifically said at the beginning of the match that I would not solely my hands with the acts of children, you know, I'm not going to hit somebody with a chair. I'm not going to, I'm not going to hit them with a barbed wire bat. I'm not going to throw thumbtacks at them. That's, that's, that's something that a monkey does. Absolutely. Right. No, right. they throw shit. Right. Tax are pretty much the same thing. Just human. <laughs> I am a professional athlete. Right. Yeah, absolutely. No, I see. I'm, I, I like hardcore wrestling enough. I mean, I like watching it, but I would, I do agree. It takes so, some, a little bit more skill to and do. It takes a little bit more balls to do hardcore. Oh, you're trying to you say. You want to talk about big balls. Open up the dictionary. <laughs> look up big balls. I pop up. Right. There's a reason why IWA is officially shut down. It's because only Neanderthal, Dick Brown fans enjoy hardcore wrestling. I don't personally see it. I don't see it. I'll take on Hook any day of the week. I would like to see that. I mean, I, I'm I'm open to that seeing that. Would you? Would it be in a hardcore match? Do you think you could do take him on? You, you did just win the interim hardcore title. Do you think that's the route you could go down? You could handle it. 
if it's for the purpose of beating a man at his own game, I'll do it. That's fair enough. That's I'll get into contact with Denim because I make things move. <laughs> right. You're, you're I'll good. get into contact with him and I'll say, after I win the Zero Gravity Championship, why don't you give me a little crack at the hardcore title to make it the most relevant it's ever been? That is, I can see it. I don't, don't want to see that. <laughs> what did you say, Darren? I don't think you'd last. I mean, how hard, how hard can it be to hit somebody with a chair? Can you receive it? <laughs> I don't have to receive it if he misses every time. Oh, he won't miss every time. Got that dip, that dodge, you know. Like, what's the what dip, dive, you ever dodge? You watch the movie Dodgeball? Yeah, <laughs> there it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what I was saying. Dip, dive, dodge, duck, and dive. Or dodge, <laughs> yeah, or yeah, yeah, dodge was twice. <laughs> see, yeah, he's never going to get hit with it, but that, you know, it is, it's fine. We'll see. We'll see in the future. After he got to take care of the zero gravity tournament first. So, how. It's not a, completely. The old phrase with Rocky about saying, you know, it's not about how hard you get hit, it's how many times you can just keep moving. I got a better one, Rocky. How about you just don't get hit? That would be better. <laughs> yeah. You just don't get hit. Yeah, that would definitely be better. So, if you, you had your feud with Hooks, was there anything else in your BOTB career that you look back on and you are really proud of, or anything that you think's memorable? Something, something I think that's memorable is probably the most highly attended event. <laughs> Not surprisingly, when I main evented with Brian Pillman Jr. Now, Brian Pillman, you know. I know he's lucky to have been wrestling me in the main event of Battle on the Border. It's no biggie. But now, what I do think is unfair is the fact that he cheated during our match. I, I, if you count, if you count, he clearly colluded with the ref because we were outside the ring for much longer than 10 seconds. He took me over the top rope. That's his fault. He clearly colluded with the ref, and the referee didn't count to 10 fairly. Did anybody see it? Everybody, everybody saw it, but everybody is against me. Why? I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, you were in. An I don't. I don't understand. You were in enemy territory, though. There's no doubt. He had family there. I mean, that was a little unfair. They, they, the people there must have been angry since you know my hometown, the Rams, beat there. You know, oh. team, Cincinnati Bengals, best of me. So you're you're saying that the ref didn't call it cheating, though? I don't. I think the ref clearly and openly decided not to call the match. So it's not cheating. It been, what it should have been called and ruled in my favor is what I'm saying. And and Denim Blevins, this is a message out to you and to your and to your little pet project, Brian Pillman Jr. You give me any shot at Brian Pillman for the Battle on the Border Championship, and I'll take it. Absolutely. See, I like to see that. I'd like to see. Yeah, I, I'm, that, I'm, I'm with Derek on that. Not be the face of a company, which should be the face of a company, is this beautiful face right here. I'm with Derek on that. I think that should happen at some point in time. You and Pillman for a third time, he'll just Absolutely. beat you again. That just it it drives everything because you know, like I said, I've told you before. If you're there, I'm gonna be there. Talk about making money, Denim. Are you listening? I'll be there even if you're not. <laughs> Let's talk about the second time. 
that you fought that you that you, you you had a match against Brian Pillman. Now that was a number one contenders match. He broke out a new move. He had a new submission move. What was yeah, that? Yeah. I mean, submission move. Yeah, I'm aware of that. I mean, well, yeah, you probably felt. I mean, you definitely felt it. You did tap. I mean, how did that? What was that match like for you? I mean, that had to have been first off facing Brian Pillman in general. I mean, that's a huge honor for. Uh, for you, Brian Pillman, I know is a huge honor for him. To <laughs> <laughs> well, what I don't understand is the crowd cheers him and loves him, but I have I have tendonitis in my in my left shoulder, you know, from playing football and wrestling in high school, and you know, being an overall athlete. And I think you know, maliciously, he attacked the left shoulder. He attacked my left arm, and what do the fans do? They sit there and cheer him. Oh, so you think he did some serious scouting on you? I think I think. Honestly, it's unfair. It's like if I went to a, it's like if I went to a football game knowing that there's a guy with a bad knee and I start shooting at his knees. Well, Am I a good person for that? No, and Brian Pillman isn't either. Well, that's smart. But that is smart strategically, though, right? I mean, you you would do the same thing. I would never. I would be an honorable wrestler. So you would you would avoid his weak spots. I would avoid the weak spots and make weak spots out of other joints. That's how that's how wrestling should be done. I would never sully my hands to try to I don't know disrespect another wrestler by targeting a body part. Why would I do that? Well, I mean that is I mean well because it's you want to win the match, right? Oh yeah, you want to win. <laughs> I can win. I'll I'll win the match fairly and with my head held high. That's all right. And your like like with what I did with IPA. I hit him with the gourd buster, the greatest finisher on the planet today, wow. and got the one, two, three. Nothing happened before. Nothing happened after. That is that is true. That I, well, I mean, you know, it, it, it's 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 uh, you know, it's it was a nice. Here's something I do have a question about at the last show. Uh, you you come out with a megaphone regularly, a bullhorn, whatever you want to call it. You yeah. come out with that regularly. You said some things about firefighters that weren't very nice. You were also in the show in Cleves. I believe that you did something with the Razor Ramon action figure. I mean, what are the antics? How do you, I mean, what are the antics here? What's the deal? With the firefighters in general, you can't tell me the points I made weren't correct. <laughs> I'm just telling it how it is. You know, when I go out there and I say, you know, here's my impersonation of a firefighter. And, and I say, you know, blow the siren and say, I have never seen my children. Am I wrong? Well, it's just not – it's just a little rude to Firefighters see. are actually horrible people. They decide not to see their families when they could totally take a nine-to-five job and be with their families all day long. Right, but they're being honorable. They're going out and they're, they're saving people's lives, putting out fires. I, what I think it actually is is they're enabling lazy people to not fight their own fires. <laughs> you want people to fight their own fires. I want people to stand up for themselves and fight their own fires. And, you know, now that I'm talking about standing up for themselves, when it comes to standing up for yourself on August 20th, I also have a show coming up, Ascend Pro Wrestling, the biggest event of Ascend Pro Wrestling's entire career as a company. It'll be me and Alan standing up for ourselves against the injustice that GK fam has bestowed upon us in a steel cage match for the APW tag team championships. Steel is that is this your first ever steel cage match? Have you been is this is have you been to one before? This is my first steel cage match ever, but it can't be that hard to get the hang of. 
You know what? You're going to do some uh, serious uh, watch, you know, watch the uh, Peacock Network or whatever, you know, go back, watch some of the best ta- uh, cage matches. I was more I was more of a WWE Network guy, but that's whatever. Yeah, so you know, I, now me and Alan are already disadvantaged in this because do you guys know who GK Fam is? I believe I believe I do, but I don't want to be wrong. So just ex- make sure I'm right. What, who who is GK Fam? I'll give it to them. They are one of the greatest tag teams probably in the world today. You have Prima Donnie and Piper GK Fam. Me and Alan honestly are at a disadvantage because when it comes to being behind bars, like in a cage, GK Fam knows more than we do. <laughs> That, well, okay, that is a I, that is a good point, I guess. Um, I ner- are you nervous about your steel cage match? I'd be lying if I said I wasn't. Well, something I can promise is, no matter how nervous me and Alan might be, the only thing that matters is that at the end of the night, GK Fam will be in a pool of blood in the middle of the ring, and me and Alan will be at the entranceway with the Ascend Pro Wrestling Tag Team Championships. And you know what? Now that I think about it. Me and Alan are just winning tag titles all over. It would be a shame for Justin Xavier and Conway battling the border if Hey Allen were to enter, wouldn't it? That would be a real shame, wouldn't it? How do you feel about Rob Conway being his new partner? How do you feel about that? Justin Xavier is probably the worst human being to ever exist. Whoa! And the fact that Rob Conway signs his name and joins Justin Xavier makes him just as bad as Justin is. Well, how can you say Justin Xavier is a terrible person? What makes you say that? Justin Xavier has been the thorn in my side since I have started professional wrestling. We have wrestled, I believe, 17 times. And at the moment, <laughs> would you believe it? I'm above him. We're 9-8 and eight right now. Wow. And every single time, I've taken titles from him. He's taken titles from me. I tore his ACL. He's tried to injure me but he can't. Hmm. So he's also in the zero gravity tournament and you're in the zero gravity tournament. It would be a pretty nice finale. I think if those were the two uh, final competitors for the zero gravity title. Oh, the moment we get to that ring, I will be targeting that bad leg. No, wait a minute. minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Carson, Carson, just a minute ago. Hold on hit the rewind button just a second ago you said you didn't you thought it was dishonorable i have no idea what you're talking about why is <laughs> i as a strategical wrestler not target the bad leg are, are you able to rewind time i don't recall well it'll be it'll be uploaded every recording platform can yes <laughs> we will find out if uh my editor if you're watching this rewind it re- do a replay of when you said specifically like the, i think it was like line for line that uh, targeting the bad parts of the body is dishonorable. I and like that he's the honorable person. <laughs> but I could be wrong. Maybe you're right. Go Maybe ahead and rewind that doctor's footage, why don't you? <laughs> <All right. laughs> so that's what you're so that's your game plan is you're gonna attack the bad body parts of Justin. So you, you if you were to face Justin in the finale of this zero gravity tournament, you're not gonna be nervous about that at all. Oh, absolutely not. The guy's got one leg to stand on, and one of the greatest maneuvers I have in my arsenal is the Stamper, the Indian Deathlock, a move that Philip Stamper, the president of pro wrestling himself, taught me personally. Oh, oh that is a good, that is a good, um, 
That's a good game plan. I would like to see that. But you, Justin Xavier's quick. You know, he's, he goes high fly, jumps off the top rope or jumps off the ropes, the turnbuckles. He can do crazy moves. He's are equally you, talented. He's very talented. Do you would you are you, you have a game plan for that? Because that's not necessarily your style. So do you have a game plan to combat that? I mean, if you were to see a monkey and a lion get into a cage together, sure, the monkey's going to jump around and do all these crazy flips, might even throw its own feces at the lion. But the moment the lion gets its hands on that monkey, I'll tear it, he'll tear it to shreds. Right. Game over. It's called high risk, high, high risk, high reward. And that risk comes at a price. That's a very good point. The, Can't argue. The with moment that. I get my hands on him, if we do get to wrestle each other in the zero gravity tournament, he won't make it out of the match. So, who would you would you say that he's probably your biggest competition in the zero gravity tournament? I would say yes, but Pompano Joe is also in the tournament. He is a, I don't know how old is he. He's probably a twenty year veteran at this point of professional wrestling. So you would and say, I'd have to give it to him. He is a dirty, dirty man when it comes to wrestling. Right. And a tactician when it comes to working the arm. As I brought up, I have a bad shoulder. Yeah, we know. He's not honorable. <laughs> I know I know for a fact okay. the second if I were to get into the ring with him, he would start to try to target my bad shoulder. The crowd would probably cheer for him at that point. Yeah, and you can't be targeting the bad parts of the body. Just strategically. Exactly. Though. Dishonorable. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, I get it. So it's only dishonorable is if Carson Drake doesn't do it himself. I don't know what you're talking. No. It's dishonorable in general is what you're saying. It's dishonorable in general. Okay. So oh. going back to that match with Justin Xavier, what's your game plan in that match again? I would target his bad leg. <laughs> all right. There you go. That's really all we needed to know. Because that's what a smart wrestler does. But right. Okay. I mean, I mean, I agree with you, Pompano Joe's very – I'm excited to see where the Zero Gravity Tournament goes. I mean, I, I you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to lie to you, Carson. I'm going to – I'm rooting for Justin Xavier a little on that one. Me too, as you know, probably. I'm not – I don't know how Justin Xavier would beat me, considering the 190 pounds. <laughs> right. I, I am only 190 pounds. So has Denim reached out to you and asked you about that uh, with, the, with the weight thing? I mean, was that something that he, he – came up to you about or did has, has, have you guys not had any contact about that he, he he contacted me about it i tried to explain to him that rick toms is just a bumbling idiot and he should probably fire him but denim has requested that i do that live way in before my next zero gravity tournament match which i obviously obliged to because i have nothing to hide is he supplying a scale or are you I'm not going to let him bring a rigged scale in to try to screw me over. Mm-hmm. Hey, everybody knows Denim already has it out for me. Oh, does he? How, how so? He thinks I'm annoying or <laughs> out to get him or in collusion with Ledbetter, who, as documented, Ledbetter and Denim don't get along. Well, we know. Yeah, we do know. Uh, I'll go, last week, we did an episode with him, and, uh, well, it was yesterday. Sorry to break the illusion of how uh, podcasting schedules work, but uh, breaking news on our podcast, Ledbetter challenged Denim to a steel cage match on September 17th. How does that make you feel? That makes me feel exquisite. <laughs> right. I, I'm, all, I, I'm almost... 
I'm almost sad that I won't be there that night, but I'm sure I'll get the juicy footage. I'll call Ledbetter after the match. There won't be a scratch on him. And I'll have to, and I'll have to ask him, so, so who's the new owner of Battle on the Border? Right. It's, after that, that's going to be the question after September 17th. So do you think that's what because, Sergeant Ledbetter is going for? Denim, is going to be denim's going to be broccoli he's going to be peas he'll be a vegetable at the after that match do you think that's what Den- so right that's a good point i mean i mean it is a little bit one-sided in that sergeant ledbetter is a professional wrestler denim's not a professional wrestler so it's a little bit one-sided but yes. denim can fight denim can scrap he the- still beating the first time right the first time we ever seen a battle on the border show denim <laughs> defeated a uh, ledbetter in a match and, and Denim cheated, and the fact that Denim yeah, cheated against a U.S. Army soldier—why? Why do we? Why do we cheer for that? Well, Ledbetter did like hold a sing, or, you know, threatened to hit his mom with a Singapore Super cane. I didn't see it. Ledbetter <laughs> defended our country. Uh, yeah. He has fought for our rights, and what does Denim do? He goes and spits on it. You know, I hashtag Denim hates the army. Well, and honestly, be the hashtag I mean, for September seventeenth. Did the rest the see it? That, the fact that he is forcing Ledbetter, he is using his power as owner of Battle on the Border to force Ledbetter to fight him in a steel cage is irrehensible. I don't think he's forcing him to fight him in a steel cage. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I don't know. It, it's like I said, I, Ledbetter made the, made, laid down the challenge. We don't know Denim's answer as of recording this. We don't know what his answer is, and we're excited to see. Hopefully, by the time this comes out, the answer will be out. But I'm excited to see that. Now, you did say something in there. You said you won't be at the September 17th Armageddon show. Is that correct? That, that is correct. I will be. I will. I will be in Williamsburg, Indiana, going one on one with would you guess it, Justin Xavier. And the last time I was in Williamsburg, I wrestled Damian Chambers and Jimmy Hart. That big nose mullet having. Hey. Megaphone stealing, by the way came out oh. and ruined my match. How so? How did that happen? He, he ran up to me, made it seem like we were buddy buddies, threw me my megaphone, and as I turn around, Damien Chambers is laying down. The referee looks at me. Joe Kopaz. I'm not even going to get started with Joe Kopaz. He looks at me and looks at Damien on the ground and throws the match out thinking, I, me, the honorable hit Damian Chambers with my own megaphone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's unthinkable. You would never do something like that. I, the fact that Damian Chambers went to the extent to fake being hit by a megaphone, that's not honorable. And the fact that Jimmy Hart, who, who by the way, stole the idea of having a megaphone. Well, I start coming out with one, Jimmy Hart starts coming out with one, I don't buy it. The fact that he comes out and helps Damian Chambers ruins an amazing match that I had in the bag. Right, right. Well, I'm Horrible. I'm a little – I don't think Jim, – Jimmy Hart's been around for quite a few years. So I don't know if he's really stole that idea. Um, sounds like actually something that maybe people would accuse you of stealing. I don't steal. Right, that's – yeah, that's dishonorable. I, right, that's right. dishonorable. You know, I don't have a T-shirt, but I think I might make a T-shirt that says hashtag honorable because that is what Carson Drake is. Right, yeah. Unless it comes to your benefit. I don't cheat, I don't lie, and I don't steal. So you're the exact opposite of Eddie Guerrero. Yeah, I'm good. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. 
All uh, right. I want to state it on the record. Carson Drake is better than Eddie Guerrero. That is a tough one. That I don't know how many people would agree with you on that one. But when, um, when when this is put out, I would like if you put hashtag Carson Drake is better than Eddie Guerrero hashtag truth. Okay. Yeah, we'll get the we'll get the we'll get the uh, in wrestling world against us as fast as we can with that one. But we will do it. I mean, you know, hey, we'll start the hashtag for you. We'll see how it goes. Maybe I mean, who's taller, me or Eddie? Me. Yeah, yeah. Right. Who's prettier? Me or Eddie? <laughs> it's me. Okay. Well, you said something about mullets earlier. Do you have a problem with mullets? I do have a problem. As as you can see, my perfectly coiffed hair. You know, mm -hmm. I'm not shaving the sides. Mullets died with Diesel's ACL. You know. <laughs> the, and the fact and the fact that these hicks down in wherever we were at where was that at a firehouse in indiana everybody and their grandmother had a mullet uh, well i I'm carson I, I have a mullet <laughs> <laughs> dead silence <laughs> i didn't think you could be silent that's the first time i did i did i do something crazy i made carson drake speechless is that what happened you're gonna need to fix that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. I will. There will be. I, I will get into contact with my lawyer slate and see if we can still put this out. But oh, you won't talk to people who don't have mullets. I get that. Can, can I ask you a question about your so-called lawyer? Yes. Yeah, because I've looked him up, and he owns a T-shirt company that I know about. He's also a professional wrestler, but I didn't see anything about a lawyer. Yes, he is multi-talented. Your question. My question is, I didn't see anything about him I'm being a glad, lawyer. I'm glad you're bringing up the accolades of Vincent Slays, an amazing professional wrestler, right? Owns a t-shirt company. Yeah, he, yeah, he is multi-talented, but where's the lawyer part? No, nothing about the lawyer part. So what's... what's nope. Going, what's I going? looked and looked and looked, and there was nothing about him being a lawyer. What's he going to do to us if we don't take back what we said, too? He'll get into contact with you. He went to school. Sweet. Because we ain't taking it back. Does he want to come on the podcast too? I could I could I could see if it's uh if it's legal for him too. I'll I'll get in contact with him. <laughs> All right. Well you you we'll wait. you do that. Yeah, we'll be waiting here um for that. Uh again, I did not call you fat. That was definitely I Darren. I fully admit it. Don't yeah, care. that's why I'm giving you the pass. That's what you know. That's right. why I accepted to be on this podcast because I, I heard I heard Darren say that and I heard you come I heard you come to the rescue and explain that I wasn't and and you know if you look at my Instagram Carson underscore Drake underscore you go to my Facebook Carson Drake mm -hmm. or you go to the or you go to the Twitter which is uh, at Hey Allen you can, you can see a body that rivals that of oh I don't know Rick Rude. You can see a body that, oh, I don't know, rivals that of Lex Luger. Wow. So that was your picture I seen. We got to be more, gotta be more okay. specific on that. Okay. I'm confused. Yeah, wait, which photo? Well, I see, when I looked up your so called lawyer, okay. and I only say that because I haven't seen where he's got any he kind of degree, <laughs> but. As I was looking through some of those photos, there was a picture of somebody who was standing, and I thought it was you, but they had darker hair and 
they were posing basically with a like showing all muscle. That was definitely me. If you know, that may have been me before, you know, I got into the sun and my hair was bleached. But if it was shredded and handsome, it must have been me. Well, dude was definitely shredded, and I'm gonna have to go back and take a look and double check that because when I seen that and then I seen the picture of you at a wrestling event, I'm like, wait, is that the same, same person? person? He had questions about it now. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe so, it was, maybe it wasn't. I'll go back and I'll take a look because, like I said, it, it came up. When I typed your name in, that's the picture that came up. Well, it must have been him. Hey, Carson, do me a yeah. huge favor. Depends. Be- before the next Zero Gravity match that you're in, Make sure you lay off the ding-dongs and ho-hos and the Twinkies. Now, let me tell you something. He's going back on this fat thing. I, I don't know how you can call me fat. I don't know why you call me fat. I am 6'1 and 230 pounds of pure muscle. I think you look 5'11. I, <laughs> I'll get into, I'm going to get into contact with my lawyer for that one. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. I think you should, honestly, because it's getting ridiculous. The the slander that you're going to get us in charge. This podcast is going to get it's going to end before it starts. Will we ever take I, off? I will be contacting Vincent Slays, and he will be contacting you back with papers for slander. And not only that, I I I should probably have him shut down the entire podcast. Oh, Jesus, Dan, you can try. Carson. Ain't gonna work. But I bought a T-shirt, Carson. Does that account for anything? I will need Darren to buy one as well. We'll see. Maybe. Definitely not. Oh, wow. Well, uh, you know, it is what it is. Oh, my girlfriend watches this podcast. She was supposed to be here today. Unfortunately, she was a little too busy. But uh, she's not exactly a fan of yours. Is there anything that you could give her or anybody out there, actually, for that matter, who's not a fan of yours? Uh, How is she not a fan of me? Well, she's she's kind of a fan of Brian Pillman. She is a fan of Brian Pillman. For, for what reasons? For what reasons? Could she be a fan of Brian Pillman Jr.? Uh, well, it could be because she thinks he's attractive. That's possible. That's a possibility. But I'm more I'm more attractive than Brian Pillman. He's from Cincinnati, Ohio. What's wrong with Cincinnati, Ohio? The, <laughs> the last good thing to come out of Cincinnati, Ohio. I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> Oh, I don't think it's very nice to you slander Cincinnati. Not, like only, not only am I taller than Brian Pillman, my my hair is better than Brian Pillman. My my beard is better than Brian Pillman. You don't I have mean, a beard. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Does Carson Drake has? Are yeah. you talking about Brian Pillman? No, I was talking about him. I didn't think. Yeah, he Carson had. Drake has a beard. Oh, Jeez, he doesn't even. Thanks. He's so slandering. Now, now, now I'm wondering if he's actually seen you. <laughs> Yeah, he's slandering me and yet doesn't know what I look like. <laughs> <laughs> well, the first time that we've seen you, uh, you you had a match with uh, Paxton Calloway, and you didn't have a beard then. So that is possibly where... Uh, you do remember that match with Paxton Calloway, which I won in spirit. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't, I don't remember you winning. I knocked him off his feet, and that's what matters. You see, it's not about how hard you get hit. It's about how, how many times you get hit and you just keep going. Now, again, Carson, <laughs> that was it's the exact opposite of what you said earlier, Carson. Again, clear, clearly you guys are rookie podcasters because if you had listened, that is exactly what I said. I said Rocky made a great point. 
well, in saying that it's all about how hard, how many times you can get hit and just keep moving along. You see, with a guy like Paxton Callaway, mm-hmm. I was the underdog. Right. You see, I, I was the little engine that could. And, and, and I did. I took him down to the ground. I pinned him for the three. It was a slow count, but I'll give him that. I'm not going to blame him for the rest, Tom Foolery. Right. You know, I you can't you can't blame a man for someone else's fault. And to Paxton Callaway, I say I could beat him any day of the week. Oh, that's a big challenge. Wow. Yeah, that's a big one. I know it is a big challenge for him. <laughs> for you. Well, <laughs> seven foot giant. I mean, hey, listen, you've given us a lot. Yeah, the hooks that I, I want to see now. Justin Xavier, want to see that one. And I want to see uh, Paxton Callaway rematch. I mean, you're giving us a lot round, of round two with Paxton Callaway. Yeah, that's a, it's a great. There's a lot of great ideas. If Denim's listening, I hope he takes at least one of these and and, and realizes the money he could make. Denim, Denim, let me tell you something. What's money is the main event. Me, Brian Pillman, for the Battle on the Border World Heavyweight Championship, and then I will be APW or Battle on the Border Zero Gravity Champion. Battle on the Border Heavyweight Tag Team Champions, and I will also be Battle on the Border World Heavyweight Champion. Now, now, doesn't a, a, Carson's Battle on the Border sound like an amazing idea? I just need Denim to sign off and give me these matches. I mean, hey, maybe it's possible that with this podcast that that can happen. Denim, my lawyer, will be in touch. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Denim has given you. See, you said Denim's against you, but you, Denim has given you a lot of props. In the podcast we did with him, he compared you to The Miz or MJF. How do you feel being compared to The Miz and MJF? I don't hate it. Right. Because because I will have to. I will give it to him. The Miz is a very handsome talker. Mm-hmm. His wife, scrumptious. <laughs> MJF, talented. Not as talented as me. Uh-huh. I stress that heavily. But they're both pretty good, and if they keep knocking at it, maybe one day they'll make themselves into a Carson Drake. Now, right. right. Do you think that that's what their goal is, is to become uh, a Carson Drake? <laughs> Whose is it? See, now that's part of the catchphrase merchandising you know you might be good you might even be great but you'll never ever be carson drake you see it's not just a catchphrase it is a lifestyle that i am trying to spread you know these fat tubby children in schools they don't work out but then they see me and they say hey carson how can we be just like you and i have to look at them and tell them that you can't (laughs) but you can be great Right, but you just won't be Carson Drake, right? Well, you won't be me, but you can be great. You know, it's shoot for the stars. You you won't hit the moon, okay? Mm, kids, I want all the kids out there to understand you can't do whatever you put your mind to, but you can do just a little less. <laughs> well, I mean, there you go. I mean, that that is that is uh, great advice for the children. You should go read books to kids in schools and, and uh, teach them the thing or two, you know, life lessons with Carson I, Drake. You can start a, you can start a podcast. By looking at the Battle on the Border crowd, these children don't even get showered. <laughs> okay, I mean, I think you're, we're crossing the line here, Carson. Now we're talking about children. I mean, we can't be talking about people's kids, Carson. Firefighters. These, these, parents, these parents that come to the Battle on the Border shows, 
if I had a nickel for every tooth they had, I'd have a nickel. <laughs> if, if I could see these people's water bills, I would be astounded at the fact that they don't use any. <laughs> right. Right. That would be pretty, that would be pretty crazy. I think the VOTB fans are fine. They're nice people. You know, they're just there to have a good time and you, you drag them on a little bit. So, you know, Hey Carson, how does your family feel about what you do for a living? <laughs> my mom loves it. I don't care about the, I don't care about the rest of my family. But your mom, your mom say doesn't matter. Who are they? Right. The biggest so, name in my family is me. The rest of them just don't matter. But but I will say, my mother, my biggest fan. I did have to kick her to the curb one time, but that's that's no biggie. Well, I mean, can we can we delve into that for a second? What what happened there? She told me that Brian Pillman Jr. was an attractive man, and I had to, I had to, you know, block all of her info. I didn't talk to her for a couple months. Yeah, that's fair, honestly. I mean, but but it, it is what it is. She learned her lesson. Hopefully, one day she'll be a better mother. <laughs> do, do you go to family reunions when the Drake family has a reunion? Do you go? No, I am the Drake family. <laughs> okay. I was just just curious because I know MJF's mom and dad came out and said I hate my son too. So I mean, it's just one of no, those things. So she does she know what you said about firefighters or kids or the? I mean, come on. I knew, don't give a damn what she thinks about firefighters or kids. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's fair enough. See, that's what makes a great mother. See, now not only am I the greatest wrestler in the world, my mother is also the greatest mother in world yeah she did a great job because regardless of thank you regardless <laughs> of how i feel about firefighters stupid ugly kids mm -hmm. she loves me unconditionally now that is a supportive mother that is great hey, round of applause for carson's mother like I said, she she did a great job. Well, is there anything else that you two needed to ask? I'm I'm all out of. I've been doing a lot of the questioning here. Do you guys have anything that you can think of? No, no take. I do have I do have one that I'd like to plug. Absolutely. Uh, currently, currently sponsoring with Battle on the Border, working with Battle on the Border on September on September 18th. Cincy Wrestling. We'll be coming back to Cincinnati, Cincy Wrestling 2, and would you have it, the main event is the Golden State God, Carson Drake, versus the Bullet Club's own inevitable Ace Austin in a 30-minute Ironman match. Mm. Now, how, how is that feeling for you going into this match? Is Ace Austin, member of the Bullet Club, a huge group, international group. Been in every major company pretty much in, in in the world when it comes to wrestling. You have Ace Austin ahead of you. A thirty minute Ironman match. How are you feeling going into that? Is there any pressure? Are you nervous? At I, all? I'd, I'd be lying if I didn't say that I was pressured to put on the greatest performance of my entire life. Right. But but what will be coming out later this month is my training that I've been doing with Chris Allen because Chris Allen will be ringside with me during this Iron Man match. Cheering mm, so me on, not doing anything devious because he is a good partner. He's kind of like my mother in a way. Oh, right, right. He's just a good person. But I will be I will be posting out and 
sending videos of my training montage if you would have it. Hey, if you, awesome. uh, I was going to say if if uh, if you wanted to send that to, to to us, we will we will promote it on our podcast when we have it. Um, you know, Ace Austin. I, I, it, listen, a good a good idea to plan for the weekend for us. September seventeenth, we go to Battle on the Border, and then September eighteenth, we go down to Cincinnati and we watch that incredible show. They do work with Battle on the Border, so it makes sense. And like I said, we get to see a thirty minute Ironman match. That's a great that's a great way to end the weekend right there. Other other matches that are on the card for that event. He's paying me very handsomely to do this. No, I'm, I'm sure. Other matches that are set for that night is a is a tag match with Madman Pondo and Jake Shepard, Battle of the Border Zone, Jake Shepard versus Roach. Mm-hmm. I mean, to talk about talk about out of shape. You got Shauna Reed versus Ari Alexander. You have JTG versus Savion. Yeah. You have Icon Lee versus Adam Rorges. I mean, it, it's a stacked card up, uh, you know, from the beginning to the top. And, and what might just be a match of the year contender for all of professional wrestling, me versus Ace Austin in that 30-minute Ironman match, which, by the way, Cincy Wrestling on Facebook, if you go to the website, use promo code Carson, you get 25% off your tickets. Look at that. All right. Look at that. Look at that. Hey, congratulations on getting your own promo code. How does that feel? <laughs> it feels pretty good. I get a little shedder for every single time it's used. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> what other what are the other promo I'm codes? I'm trying to help you people out. What are the other promo codes? I might use one of those. No, I'm just kidding. Great. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Is there anything else that you wanted to promote while we have you? Uh, you know, Carson Drake in general. Right. Follow me. Follow me on Instagram. Carson underscore Drake underscore on Facebook. I'm just Carson Drake. I'm the first one that pops up, obviously. Mm-hmm. All right. There's, just, there's nobody with the name Drake bigger than me. I think is there is there any of them? I don't on think Twitter, so. On Twitter, I'm at Carson Drake zero zero. The zero zero stands for two thousand because I am a young, healthy twenty two year old man. Hey, Ladies, Are you, oh okay, two well, years older than you. You got at underscore Hey Allen on Twitter as well, and on ProWrestlingTees.com, it's just Carson Drake again. I'm the only one. Absolutely. All right. Well. Like I said, is that if that's out there, you might be good, might even be great, but you'll never, ever be Carson Bartholomew Drake. <laughs> All right. Well, well, we thank you for for uh, for for joining us. We do appreciate your time. And uh, yeah, you know, uh, you know, get the well, Vincent Slade. So you can reach out to Darren specifically, not the podcast. Oh yeah. I'll get him in touch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we, we won't take up any more of your time. I'm sure you're a busy man. So thank you for joining us again. Really do appreciate it. Deuces. Thanks, Carson. See you.